it's happy rainbow fun time back and better than ever we are loud and proud webtoon lovers and we don't care who knows it about this hello hi welcome everybody it's katie and elizabeth and this is happy rainbow fun time where we talk about our lives and comics and then our lives again um (laughs) We're very oh, self-centered, right. so we do it twice. <laughs> we are, I don't know if self-centered is the phrase I would use, but we do like to talk about ourselves. Self-involved, maybe. Because, like, it's not like we don't care about other people. No, we care about important we like We like ourselves. We, we do. We well, are... Wrapped yeah. up in oneself, oneself or one own thoughts is self-involved. So maybe self-involved is exactly the right phrase. I'm self-involved, but I also give a shit. So I care about you know, people. I care about the world around us. And actually, you know, I realized that this was not a topic we were going to talk about. We had other plans for the very beginning, but I want to get political for a hot second because we we do we do have a history of doing this. And I just want to be like very clear that we are just so you when you're popping onto our podcast and you're like who are these people i want you to know that we are pro roe v wade and we are upset with what is going on in our nation and we're not going to get bogged down with it right now but talk to your senators talk to your congressmen this is like actual bullshit and uh donate to planned parenthood and other small abortion clinics throughout the u.s because uh, this is a serious concern for all people not just people who give birth but people everywhere because this is this is so much more than just an abortion conversation this is a privacy conversation this is a health conversation so go do your part in this and if you disagree with us come from the cop for us in the comments like we are prepared. give us that engagement <laughs> give us that free engagement baby yeah. We'll take some um, engagement. We'd love to hear from you and yeah, um, disagree uh, with you because my opinion's not changing anytime soon. So Biden signed an executive order and I read about it briefly, but I personally uh, don't read the news frequently. I am, again, huh, self-involved, um, but I'm trying to figure out my life at a base level. I can't even focus on national politics. I'm upset. I send my money because that's what I can do to like help at this current moment. But you got to do what you got to do. Set reparations on Juneteenth. Didn't post about it. Yeah. Self-involved enough to be worried about uh, politics that directly affect us. Um, but yeah. also, um, there's some really great um, literature and um, movies, films, etc. on Juneteenth as well. If you want to uh, look that up, my my company is actually doing a book club on the Hate You Give, um, which is a very good book uh, that gives you, I think, a very digestible. Um, understanding of race in america and how we are still having really significant issues so um this episode think about what you're gonna do in terms of 
abortion rights and what you're going to do in terms of civil rights, because those are two very hot topics that we have coming in uh, from the National Union News Circuit over the last uh, handful of weeks. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out. So, wow, we have pivoted so far away from our first topic. Let's just bulletin board it, our secret topic that we'll pull out. Maybe we'll talk about it at the we end. We can a thousand percent talk about our secret topic because I do think abortion really does come into the topic we wanted to talk about. Yes, I will also say that uh, I lost my train of thought because I wanted to make sure we don't lose the other one. Oh, see, this is why we have a podcast and we're not on live radio because I know um, I get something in my brain and like, we must talk about this right now. And it's like, actually, um, we have so much time and editing power that so we don't utilize. Um, we don't. Oh my God, maybe I can edit the audio. I have Wi-Fi, y'all. I mean, I've had Wi-Fi for a little bit, not as long as I have it at it, but like, um, I don't know. I have a little space where I can do my little things. <laughs> where I can do Katie's my on little her things. <laughs> Katie's on her branding game on the phone with my older sister i'm trying to find the thread but i'm also talking about things that we talked about uh my older sister and i had a conversation (laughs) that shook katie to the core because it was amiable dare i say loving um as my older sister and i have historically not gotten along for a long period of time so there was a period of time where we did have a good relationship then she turned into a massive cunt (laughs) We just never recovered. Um, I had the head on my ass, but I since pulled it out. But now she's a child, and I'm hoping that things improve further. Um, but all that to say, uh, you want to talk about Greece? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Greece. Um, before we logged on, like literally right before we started recording, I was like, we should probably record this conversation. Um, was how problematic Grease is as a musical, as a film, as a part of our pop culture, um, and how much we would love to see a reimagining of Grease. Because like at its core, I do think that it could be a very beautiful coming of age film, but at its present, it's like, eek, yep. gross. Um, so those of you who haven't seen Greece or it's been a minute, um, we open in the high school. What decade? The fifties. Gross. Um, we meet Sandy. She's cute. She's innocent. She's adorable. This is the 1978 film that we're talking about. Yes. American musical romantic comedy film. That's based on the 1971 musical of the same name by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey. Just so everyone who listens to our podcast, if anyone is a musical theater geek. uh, You're talking about the movie and not the play, whatever. Um, Starring John Travolta and that one really famous singer from like Australia um, who does get physical. Yeah, Olivia Newton John is Sandy. Yeah, Olivia Newton John is Sandy. Australia? Isn't she Australian? 
Oh, she's an Australian transfer student. Oh, that is not a detail that I ever stuck in my mind. She doesn't even I knew she, I knew she was Australian. She doesn't Olivia Newton John is Australian. Is that her name? Did I get it wrong? Yeah, it is. No. Um what? Yeah. I need to rewind. I so, don't want to rewind this film as a thing. So you just tell me everything and I'll just tell you what I remember. I thought you were looking, you know, we, as we started this, she was like, I'm going to look up the synopsis. And as I, she either hasn't read it yet. I knew she came from somewhere. I didn't know she was international. Um, Yeah. She was was the girl next door who was new to the crowd. No one knew her. So yeah, yeah, Sandy rolls in, Olivia Newton-John, cute as fuck. And then there's John Travolta who rolls in, who is not a transfer. He's been here for a minute. And they're just like, tell me more, tell me more. They met over the summer. Um, and it is unclear what all they did over the summer. But at one point, the boys are like, did you put up a fight? And you're like, caught gross. Um, I don't know what she's putting up a fight for, but she shouldn't have to. Um, and then you continue on. They're the pink ladies. They're they're not the jets, but they're like greasers. Are they the greasers? Like literally, they that's where the term the greasers. greasers come from. The jets are West Side Story, my favorite musical. I have to say it. Um, yeah. So there's the pink ladies. They're the greasers. The guys are trying to get with the girls. The girls are actually trying to get with the guys, but Sandy is like fairly conservative. Goodbye, Miss Sandra D. They all pick on her um for being conservative in the sense of like she doesn't want to fuck her high school boyfriend that she met like three months ago like I don't think that's the craziest ask is her being like could I have a minute um and fast forward to the end one of the things ladies is pregnant she doesn't know what she's going to do Sandy decides to don a skin tight outfit where she looks hot as fuck but she also it doesn't seem like it's a Sandy's putting it on because it's empowering Sandy. It's Sandy's putting it on because she doesn't want to lose. Is his name Johnny? No. Danny. Danny. Danny, like, Zuko. It'd be, Danny Zuko. It'd be weird if John Travolta played Johnny. But uh, yeah. yeah. And it's in it. And then they have a beautiful new uh, musical number throughout the school fair that no public school would ever be able to afford. Um, and then they ride off literally okay. into the sky on. on a car. Okay. So I'd like to interrupt about the budget of Texas or high, sorry, high schools and the productions they could do or like musical productions, because there's some, there are some Texas high school that spend so much money, private and public to put on fucking dope ass musical, like theater shit. And it's just, I appreciate my high school education but like shout out to them like you can oh i was talking about fairs oh okay i had like an entire county fair like in their high school backyard well we had festivals at my school but it wasn't student run was that student run in this dimension or was it like the student like were the teachers because they were in high school the I don't, I don't, I don't know who planned the fair. What does it this, seem like? I mean, there's like, you know how they have like, there was a Ferris wheel. There was like bumper cars. There was the like, okay. That's kind of house. It was like, think of 
I mean, the Texas fair is not what we would compare it to, but like an orange, like the orange County fair that I grew up with, where they had like the temporary rides that they put up and they moved from city to city. That was what was in this backyard of this fair. And parking lots by malls that were working and then abandoned. Um, Okay. But not like anime or manga student fairs. No, 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 no. This one was no, more like no, commercial. No, 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 Did Sandy like walk up to some sort of fun house with like lights and mirrors yeah, or some shit? She like dances on the fun okay. house and she's like, Yeah, the one that I want. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. Honey, Do they fly off in a car? They fly off in a car. And for decades, people have been like, They're dead. This was a dead dream. And they are actually drowned at the beginning of the film. And the oh. car floating off into the distance is then like going off to heaven after this like surreal what? like trip of a dream before they died and i was like what okay everyone can we please calm down it was just weird what year did it come out 79 it was weird 70s shit that is oh. why the car floated off into the distance got it i thought it was like <clears throat> uh people now being like this is a cult classic because this is like philosophically blah, 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 blah. and i was like no get this out of canon no, it's, it's a cult classic because it's the songs are catchy and yeah. everyone was good looking yeah um yeah no. my grandmother always hated the film because she thought that a woman shouldn't have to change herself for a man and i was like fair points grandma fair points <laughs> Um, that, that's, that is one of the big, I guess part of it too, my issue with it is the targeting of who is, sorry, my, my issue is part of the, like the targeting of who the film is for. Like, Mm. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I saw it as a teenager and it was like, Hmm, what? Like it's catchy, everyone's cute. But it's like, what does it tell me if like I already get pregnant as a teenager? Like, I gotta have yeah. to just like figure it out. What does it tell me if I like somebody and they're different than I am? Am I gonna have to change? What does it tell me when I meet somebody and I don't want to put out? Am I gonna like lose my boyfriend to like the hot girl who dances well? Like, I don't know. And then my brother this was what i told i was gonna tell you right before we got online um my brother's sixth grade play my elementary school did sixth grade plays and they did grease for his sixth grade play and i don't think that there's any reason that 12 to 13 year olds should be performing grease so that brings up another point my musical theater career that I performed in when I was a child is questionable but that's for another episode for certain um Greece like was it an adapt sorry was it an adapted script when I did my community children's theater we had like shorter scripts for like less time I'm curious like what they kept in because what they chose to keep into popular musicals for kids and what they chose to leave out was always interesting to me so they probably didn't talk about the abortion yeah, that's fair. So I don't remember if Rizzo actually had an abortion. I don't remember whether or not Rizzo got pregnant in the kids version. But this wasn't like 
the school bought the rights to the kids version of the play because that is a thing like you can buy the like high school version of rent you can buy the high school version of uh your good man charlie brown you can buy the high school version or well dog sees god you can buy the high school version of these plays this was the sixth grade teacher edited the play and when i just to give you an idea of the edits i was i was in annie get your gun every kid got a role or was on the crew if you auditioned for a role you got one i was not a native american i was very distinctly put in there as the indians one of the indians and they wrote a song for us to sing talking about being an indian too and we sang it in front of the audience of you know the kids from the school and the parents from the school and talked about how we were an indian too awu awu that sets the tone for what this woman's edits were like bestie i wore i was in speaking of i was in quote-unquote indian in peter pan at the local community theater level a larger scale for the public for free vibes was painted orange like went to get a spray tan after school like oh my god no like orange like spray tan to darken us all and then we wore orange cake makeup for the lights and then had markings painted on us with thick black wigs and thick like pants and shirts made from like quote-unquote hides yike 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 i don't Um, think we had anything painted on our faces but we did like we were asked to go buy moccasins and i'm pretty sure there was a headpiece and there was like some sort of like leather type garb um, so yours kind of sounds worse in the sense that like whose racism was worse from their elementary school, mine or your community theater? You know what? It's not a competition. Well, they both like suck. 12 or 13. That's the thing. It's not a competition. It's still two examples of like, this shit was going on everywhere. everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yikes. And it was the woke teacher. It was the woke hippie teacher. Right, right, who right. Who literally right. Like wrote the song, woman. was directing the thing, and this is the same person who was doing the edits for Grease. So I assume they took out the pregnancy, but I bet the girls were still creaming for Grease Lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the funny thing too with the the Indians in that play was. I was a very tan child, so I was in the front. And then my Latina friend Mercy was also in the front because she was the dar- she was the darkest girl in school, and I was the second darkest. So we were in the front because we looked the most like Native Americans. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is so fucked up." Um, like looking back on it, super fucked up. I was we were only on stage for maybe like five minutes of the entire play because we weren't popular enough to get a like a lead role. So we were just in the back playing like Slam Witch or some stupid card game. Um, Slam Witch. I know for a fact. Honestly, game. I know for a fact it was Slam Witch because we played it for fucking hours because we not only had to do the shows but we also had to do all the rehearsals. So we were just in the back just playing Slam Witch until they would be like, "We need the Indians," and it was like, okay um yeah that was childhood theater growing up from nine to fucking 18 yeah so is so is this woman so it's like okay we've set the standard that 
we're going to have children playing like wildly racist characters that she has written for us to get us into the play. And then we're going to have the same woman edit Greece. Like, I mean, she did Greece, I think three years prior. And my brother was, who's the guy? Uh, he's the nerd. Is it Eugene? The nerd? He's like, hey, Knicky, that's a groovy car. Um, whoever the nerd is, my brother was the nerd. And the nerd the, the nerd walks off, off with like the hot chick from the other school that Danny Zuko brings to make Sandy jealous. And um, that actually caused like a ruckus at the school because the girl was like, I'm dating your brother. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> Deezen as Eugene Felsnick. Yes. The class nerd. Yeah. So Andy was the class nerd. He like this girl did like kind of a sexy dance and then like walks off arm in arm with Andy, like all sultry or whatever. And I was like, again, 12 to 13 year olds, what are we doing? I think the year after that was guys and dolls. Mm-hmm also kind of toxic but yeah my- hetero. so hetero so, just like yeah just like really aggressively hetero. Hetero. Oh, then they did oklahoma mm-hmm. and i was just I, just like one thing after another but i don't i don't see any point where it makes sense to have like actual children do grease maybe at a high school maybe they're still children but it's kind of like okay the characters are also teenagers but why are you having like not even middle schoolers yet playing it's a plot for me yeah I just think it's I think it's wildly inappropriate and I don't know who was approving (laughs) these rule like these plays but do like susicle like the first half of susicle like do a play that's like written for children at the same time, at the same time I was in my church choir and we did plays about like literally crucifying Jesus. So who am I to truly judge? Um, I literally played the, I was one of the people, like one of my characters was being, a, I think it was a philocyte and they were the ones that like killed. Yeah. I killed Jesus. Like literally yeah, you did, bitch. I killed Jesus. And I was like, Again, this was that was actually written for children, um, but but Greece is not like okay. Oh, the Catholics created a church uh, a church play that was like kind of bad that was probably inappropriate for children. I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. But like the public school in like Orange County, California, couldn't figure out that Greece was a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't Orange County really conservative though? So like that's probably exactly. why. Exactly. And Greece has themes that are wildly inappropriate. Like the like the near date rate I mean, scene between Sandy. Yeah, but sex like, drugs rock and roll. But they're doing it's a tame sex. Maybe this oh, maybe the draw is that is it's it like a it's super hetero and it's tame and the songs are catchy. So it's palatable. And it's like their era growing up, like fun, 1950s, 60s, you know, and like, it's the people that were hot when they were growing up. It's like nostalgic or cool classic for them. I don't know. I, don't know. I think that'd be weird. It's to not see real. I think it'd be really weird to see your kid play any of those characters. And I don't, and again, like, yeah, I don't fair. know who had input on what show was picked but 
there should have been more input if you ask me or at least i don't know a principal with a backbone yeah yeah some art if you were if you were doing like a sixth grade play and it was sixth graders it was like little kids what play do you do Maybe that's the issue. Maybe there aren't enough plays for children. Annie? I don't know what the themes of Annie outside of there's an orphan. Bestie. Orphan Annie is sad, but also like money brings you happiness and also like take care of me daddy secretary and boss like uh you know Mm. hard knock life you know what we're exclusively doing les mis and um oh what's the other one that's wildly inappropriate waitress those are the only two that i will ever direct as a sixth grade theater teacher will be les mis and waitress Les Mis would be so incredibly funny. I've never seen Waitress, so I don't know. Oh, Waitress is wildly inappropriate. Woman accidentally gets pregnant with hus- abusive husband, ends up having an affair with her doctor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to watch that. That's a musical? It's written by Sarah Borelli's. Uh, I did know that fact. In fact, it, I'm pretty sure it, there's a movie version, um, but that was not as well received as Catherine the musical McPhee? itself. Was she the in the yeah. movie version? I think so. That's Am I right. psycho? Can we fact check? That fact name check. sounds familiar. Yeah, she was. You think I, I mean, know anyone's but... name? No, I do. Uh, American singer songwriter, white writer, sorry, actress. She was not in Waitress. Let me just look up Waitress. Is it Carrie? What's her face? Or is that Carrie Russell? Okay, wow. Got on the second one. Oh, this is old, old. It is not old, old. It is, I think it's still considered a contemporary musical. That's crazy. It's 2007. That's like 15 years ago. I mean, yes, I hear you. It's not like Cinderella by Rodgers and Hammerstein, but like, it's still 15 years, you know? It's been around. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, I'm so, so out of the market. That I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm exclusively gonna do wildly inappropriate children's theater because that's what they're already doing and trying to pass it off as appropriate children's theater. Hmm. this was quite the introduction we've had some interesting like first segments like life segments this one was hefty we had also talked about a lot of things prior to recording yeah we covered a lot of topics uh it's been a minute since we had chatted we can, so we, can, we, did. we can throw some of those into the into the life section of the of the the chit chat um yeah. if you want to if we want to start talking about comics now that we've talked about mm-hmm. reproductive rights juneteenth greece um 
you know, quite the combination there. Um, Recap, yeah. We can talk about comics. Yeah? Yeah, I'm excited for this. I thought I had covered this comic before because I've been uh, following it for a while, but it also, I think, updates every other Thursday. So it's uh, uh, bi-monthly, so it's been going on for a long time because it only posts twice a month. Which is kind of cool. Mm, good, good. Okay, yeah. so when we get back, we will talk about, we will dive right into Webcomic Corner. Comic Corner, Webcomic Corner, the part where we talk about comics. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, Hi. she muted herself. I knew because I, I was chewing on a chip. I, I preemptively muted. The minute I heard that chip, I was like, I'm leading the team. Okay um i finished it but it was an awkward transition i'm working on my podcast etiquette i promise that's okay it makes me laugh because i i told you that i couldn't tell you um what awards people got for work but i'll tell you mine because i have access to it um for people that don't know my company does like a an anniversary party each year and um we do kind of like a pretty much it's a company roast um, and people get nominated for awards and then they write a speech, like managers write a speech about it. And mine is actually really nice, which I'm surprised. I, I'm not surprised because I'm great, but um, I got, I'm being awarded the team captain award. This person is so organized, so persuasive that she could hurt a group of cats in no time, which we all know is probably as easy as hurting this team. Literally and metaphorically, this award goes to the person who organizes fishbowl games, keeps score on Family Feud, and is basically the only reason that we are having fun here tonight. The Team Captain Award goes to Katie. And I feel like organizing this podcast sometimes is like hurting cats, and there's only two of us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. I think um, that they should get you a plaque with Captain of Fun. It should have been Captain of Fun, but it's fine. I didn't get to choose my own award. Um, I might make a comment on the doc and be like, this should be Captain of Fun. Or when I pick up the, when I get my award and I get get to do a two second blurb, I'll be like, call me the Captain of Fun or something like that. That'd be funny. Um, Yeah, that's exactly what you should say. Then you should drop drop the the mic. mic. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the mic and walk away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the DJ would love if I did that. Um, oh my god, you have a DJ? Oh yeah, girl. We got a DJ. We got drinks. We're getting chipotle for catering. It's like a whole you have a vibe. newly, newly engorged to drink budget. Newly engorged drink budget is a whole. It's a whole vibe. The dog was getting butt rubs, and then I guess he didn't like how I butt was butt rubbing him because he just like tried to herd me for a second. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted his head scratched. Um, sorry, I got distracted by these f- very cute floppy ears. Do you want to keep eating chips and I can talk about my podcast or my my podcast, my comic? And then I'm sorry. when you're done eating yes. chips, you can. I would very much like to do that. I teased mine before we broke. And I know that it'll stay mysterious for just a little bit longer. Little Katie, bit, take it away. A little bit longer. I'm just getting a picture of my mic set up because this is a whole vibe. Um, also, I need to send you all the photos. I just don't have a ton of my bald ass head. So 
there will be throwback photos that you can use on Thursdays if you'd like. That sounds great. Um, so my comic is, you guessed it, a rom-com. It's a new one though, so I'm not throwing it's- it back to something I've been reading oh. forever. I'm so excited about it. It's so good. It, it's a June. I think it's technically a June launch. Um, so it's a new original. Um, it is called Maybe Meant to Be by Honeyskin, who is the writer, and Damco, who is the artist. Um, Gia Han, a 32-year-old freelancer with no work, is tired of her parents nagging her to get married and finally move out. When she runs into her childhood friend, Minshun Jin, who is also feeling the same pressure from his parents, she blurts out that they should just get married to solve both of their problems. Little did she know he'd accept her suggestion, and she suddenly finds herself thrust into marriage. A story of unexpected romance that'll have you scrolling for more. Updates every Friday. They currently have eight episodes. You guys. Um, I think... I don't want to yeah. say that this this is going to be an easy to predict comic, but I have some theories that we can you know address later on. Um, sure. But the twists and turns the way they're written are well done. Yeah. So you get introduced to Gia, or yeah, to Gia, and it's just kind of like she's not really necessarily a likable character in the sense of like she kind of comes across as lazy and like annoying and then you meet her brother and her sister-in-law and you realize that she's kind of treated like crap because she's not married and she doesn't have kids and she's constantly having to do things for other people because she's not married and she doesn't have kids um and then her sister-in-law who's younger than her i guess keeps setting her up on blind dates with like kind of gross older men and she's like cool thanks for like scraping the bottom bottom of the barrel for me so they're at this holiday event her parents are like nagging her her sister-in-law is being her sister-in-law her brother's kind of being a jerk too she like goes outside for a smoke and she runs into um minchin minchul i'm gonna call him Jin because i can pronounce that for certain Jin. um is also outside coming in from the holiday his for his holiday party they live in the same apartment building they grew up together they were friends and she jokes around like hey we should get married and then the next episode is just like boom 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 like her getting married them flying to a different country them on their honeymoon and like spending like having a really fun honeymoon together not knowing each other super well the passage of time the way that the creator handled the passage of time to cut through all that bullshit and there were no misunderstandings which is a common trope in uh romances that they just like cut to them being married but we kind of got an inside scoop that was so well done that was so fun and she's like oh my god is there's even like cuts in the montage of the vacation where uh gia's like is this even happening? I'm still, I'm married. Oh my God. She like checks in every once in a while. And you're like, this seems too good to be true. It's like going to be really interesting watching them get to know each other because the last time that they knew each other, they were young. They were young and they used to be like actual friends. Like she would hang out at his place and play video games. And they were like, buddy, it's like, he would call her up and be like, Hey, do you want to play this game? I got this new game. And then she got to like middle school or high school and realized that like gaming wasn't cool. And girls were picking on her for hanging out with him. And they're like, Oh, are you guys dating? And she was like, no, we're not. And like, 
pretty much dumped him as a friend because she didn't want there to be any like question that they were together she didn't want to seem uncool and so she kind of like bailed on this guy um and i don't know yeah and i don't know how you view him but i think he's kind of like always had a crush on her and always really enjoyed her yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think he, not saying that he like still has, still has a crush on her all these years later, but I think she might be like his first crush. And he was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is somebody that I know that I can come back to. And, um, mm-hmm. I do care about in certain ways. Um, after their honeymoon, they cut to literally her parents have packed up her stuff and she is moving in with Jin, which is funny. Cause she was like, wait, what I'm moving out. And they're like, you're married. Bye. Um, and they create a contract to go over so that both of them are happy in this marriage and the rules are like actually pretty solid. I'm, I'm pulling up the checklist. So like they made a check, each of them got to fill out a checklist of like what was important to them and come up with something together. So Jen's things for um Gia were uh quit smoking don't bother mouse and say whatever is bothering you right away so she's like and then her checklist is no entering rooms without knocking no forcing anything if something is wrong work it out through communication and she is like oh my god smoking you want me to smoke all of a sudden I can't quit smoking I've tried da, 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 da. and then he was just like can you just take it easy can you like not do it in the apartment can you um, like smoke less. She was like, "Okay, like I can smoke more in moderation." And then the Solution second one, she oriented. Wow. Huh? Solution oriented. Wow. Yeah. And then she's like, "Who the fuck? Like, what the fuck is Mouse?" And Mouse is his cat. He has this like super cute little cat. Um, and she's like, what were you going to do if I was allergic to cats or didn't like cats? And he was like, well, I would have had to find you a new apartment. And like, <laughs> was just like kind of counting on her liking cats. And if she wasn't able to be around the cat, he was like, well, I guess I have to find you a new apartment because I'm your husband and I need to support you. And I was like, first of all, um, yeah. this is a very different world in the sense of like, I don't think in a contract marriage that he necessarily has to financially support her, but yeah. it's very kind of him to say like we're married this is a partnership we have to make sure you have somewhere to live so genuinely I think that she has no idea how poorly she treated him back in the day I think she like hasn't had that realization yet like I have had with the people that I have dipped out on who will not be released on air so that's rude yeah she has Um, no idea um are you fully caught up maybe not Okay, because her flashbacks, she's the one that kind of points out like she dropped him because of these things. Yes, yes, yes. No, I don't think she knew how much he cared about him. Are the oh, but he cared about her. Are the flashbacks? Are they? Are we aware that they're from her perspective, or are they cuts from narrators to give us context as the audience? I think most of them have been cuts from her, kind of like narrating her background with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they come up with this like really great contract. That's like, 
don't come into the room without permission. Don't like force anyone to do anything. This is voluntary. If anybody wants to leave the contract at any point, they can. Um, if you're going to smoke, you have to wait at least 10 minutes outside before coming in. And then if there is an issue, solve it through communication. So they're like very keen on um, communicating, making sure that everybody is happy and like, you know, have created this, like what seems like it could be a very healthy contract marriage if everyone follows the rules. If Like a place where you'd want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they've just, they've, they've re, they've introduced, okay. So they've, they've introduced a couple of their co-workers, of his co-workers. There's a co-worker that had a crush on him and was like hoping to get set up with him and like finds out he's married and is like totally crushed. Um, also Jin is like a catch. He's like a sophomore programmer or something. He has this like really great job. He like loves working out. He loves working out. He eats super healthy and like he is like buff and fit. And he is just like this buff and fit guy that has like these tiny glasses that hide his eyes. And we've just now gotten to see him without his glasses on. Um, and it's just like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> and you knew he was going to be hot, but it's just kind of funny um, that it took so long for them to be like, oh, yeah, his face is pretty too. <laughs> um but I think it's going to be fun. I think that there is already like groundwork made for there to be like really solid, solid character development. And I think it's going to be like fluffy and light and cute. And yeah, I'm excited to pop back on here, like 40 episodes from now and be like, yeah, it's still funny and light and cute. <laughs> you caught me mid chip fight. I know. I was just sitting here being like, do I expose her? Um, Elizabeth's just over there. I can't even see her. And I know for a fact, she's just over there just stuffing her face with chips. I don't even know if there's dip, but she might just be, she might just. Just straight chips. I ran out of my (laughs) cashmere spinach. I just fucking love chips. Chips and dip are one of my favorite snacks. Wow. I had uh, had Julia over for the 4th of July. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. whenever Julia is over, I know that I need to have like, chips or bread or like baked goods or something because like her phrase is like i need carbs (laughs) and i think there was like three or four times where she was like can i have chips and i was like yeah she's like i'm gonna eat all of these and i was like i bought them for you (laughs) i'm very much a snacker love a good binge a little more picky in my old age but i love eating a lot of one thing like mitch hedberg says Rice is good for when you want 2,000 of something. Yeah. Say chips are good for when you want like 100. Yeah, exactly. You're reminding me that I want to make sure I have um, chocolate on my next food order. My house is chocolateless right now, and it is pretty sad. Yeah, I just picked up a chocolate bar the other night when I was out with friends. And... It's a dark chocolate with a strawberry jam. And the mm-hmm. jam inside is actually pretty good. I decided to go out on a limb and get a fruit-filled one because I do like chocolate with fruit a lot, especially dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the jam was like not super cheap tasting, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't super gritty with sugar. Tasted a little elevated. Hmm. 
Okay, I'm going to make you stop eating so that you can talk about your comic because I'm done talking about my comic. That sounds great. So my comic this week is one that's very near and dear to my heart. Started in 2018. Been reading it for a fucking while. Um, and I would argue and say that it's like part of my coming out process for sure. Um, it's a sports romance. Um, so two things, two genres that I really like a lot. Um, the title of this webcomic is called Midnight Furies by Jess Heron, who's a queer U.S.-based creator. Uh, according to her website, she's a big fan of competitive women everywhere, but has a special place in her heart for the Las Vegas Aces. Um, so like I said, this webcomic is a sports drama, and the webcomic summary says that Zoe is an ex-basketball ace forced by the death of her parents to drop out of school and support her brothers. Luckily, her mysterious friend Chase can get her into the most off-the-wall tournament no one's ever heard of in a different dimension. But Zoe's got to be careful. There's more at stake than just points, and Chase is playing her own game. Squiggles. Sports manga plus supernatural mystery and straight and queer slow burn romance. Recommended for 14-year-olds and older. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. Um, I love basketball, first of all. If you guys don't know that about me, that's probably my favorite sport to watch. I don't like playing. It's too much running. But I like watching other people play. And I know the rules. So it's easy for me to enjoy. Um, I don't watch it. But if someone has it on, I'll absolutely watch it, especially if it's on in a bar. Um, so the fact that this sports comic was about basketball and is so well researched and drawn was like really honestly icing on the cake um action like i'm not a superhero comic girly but i like action drawing comics it's just in the context of sports really or like fighting versus like the superhero element but i do like how this um <clears throat> comic is written and drawn it's illustrated in a style that's like almost exclusively line art with pops of color um when uh jess is trying to emphasize something specifically and that's always really cool um it still has incredible detail and there's so much movement even though it's not you know fully colored um there's still a lot of detail including in the the like interdimensional or like the other dimension that we're operating in in and out there's like two settings uh the real world where time moves you know at a regular pace that we all subscribe to and then this interdimensional or this other dimension where time moves at a completely different pace um the okay so zoe is the main character we'll go into zoe and then kind of explain a little bit more of the mechanics of this world because one of the reasons why I like this comic so much is because this world is built out so much with rules of how to operate within this like other dimension that are smart, but not suffocating, if you know what I mean. So like they're not bogging you down with a ton of details about how the shit works. You just like it's convincingly sold to you that you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I accept it. And then you can like flush it out later. I feel like that takes a specific you know skill. Um, Cool. It updates every other Thursday. So it is a bi-monthly comic, as I was telling Katie earlier. Um, so it 
it's a slow burn and then it's also burned so slowly but i've liked it since the beginning um i was gonna go on this like gay sports tangent but i don't really even want to at this point we can like pin it to another day um so zoe the main character is a deterrent so this is from jess heron's website i did some research and i love when the creators have this shit because it's canon and we love canon we also love au and fanfic but we love canon do you know what i mean so zoe last name maxwell is a determined basketball prodigy turned diner waitress multi-hyphenate woman just trying to support herself and her twin brothers ever since chase some weird shit talking punk showed up in zoe's life life she's been playing basketball late at night after her shifts but things are about to get a bit more interesting um that is zoe's character bio from the site chase's bio says chase is older maybe wiser and definitely more potty mouthed than zoe while chase seems to be looking out for her young friend she's clearly got her own agenda she's also got a reputation with the other players and it's not exactly a good one um so their dynamics really cool in on the site, Jess says that the webcomic follows Zoe Maxwell, a high school dropout who joins an interdimensional basketball tournament and discovers a whole new world of competition. The vibes think Spider-Verse meets Haikyuu. Haikyuu is the volleyball anime. Um, a contemporary coming-of-age sports story with a supernatural twist. So fun. So the way that this shit works... Zoe's parents are dead. They have died. She was in high school and she was playing basketball at the time. She wanted to go to uh, school for it, I believe. Really great. A lot of talent. Two brothers. Her parents die. She drops out, starts working to support her brothers who are in school. Whoa. Not like my life experience at all. Super tough. She meets Chase. Don't remember how, but they... I think it's her playing basketball to practice pre her parents' death. So she has an established relationship with Chase, pardon me. And then her parents die and Chase tells her about this basketball tournament, essentially. So it's in a different dimension, which she doesn't really tell Zoe kind of, but the way that this dimension works is that you play basketball to earn time in the real world. Uh, so a lot of people who are playing have everything to lose uh, dying of any illness. You are at peak athletic performance. There's like defying, like physics are manipulated in a way uh, in this dimension where people like Zoe, who's five, you know, five can play against dudes that are, you know, six, six and like beat them because she can, it's like, taking into account the mental ability of each player and how confident they are in their skills and how they want to execute a move combined with like the weird physics and gravity of this dimension. It's like, it looks like our dimension. It's really just like a basketball court. It's like one court and you don't really like walk around in this dimension. You just like go to this court to play in this tournament and then like live your normal lives. And you meet people in the tournament and you also, Zoe also develops relationships with them outside of the tournament outside, uh, after a period of time. And that's cool because they're helping her learn how to play better in the tournament. Um, so it's 
really well crafted. I think um, the characters are unique and um, have different goals and agendas, but like some of them align. So there are alliances, but like the description said, Chase has like a shitty reputation. There's some things she's done in her past that they kind of hint at, um, including cheating on someone who's like, they were dating for a while. It's like a big thing. Um, Chase is gay and that's awesome. And she's punk as shit um, and fucking hot and it's great. Um, so if you like that, definitely check out the webcomic as well. Oh, I can't speak about this webcomic highly enough. I just, I get so excited when it drops. I have notifications on for webtoons now, um, specifically the ones that do like more infrequent drops. That's always a delight. So um, if you like a, and it's also funny, sorry, the dialogue's great. So if you like funny, if you like sports with low romance drama, definitely check it out. If you like basketball, absolutely check it out because it's drawn really well. Um, but the characters are fun and easy to get attached to and they have very distinct personalities. And like each person, you know nothing about and you learn a little bit every time. And even more when they're in, you know, the real world with Zoe interacting with her. So that's kind of cool. Just like learning uh, all the lore or like the backstories for people is going to be a great process. But it's the story itself isn't hindered by not knowing about these characters because, you know, what the, the point of them being there is like to play fucking basketball. So that's cool that you have like multiple story avenues with all these characters. All right. Shout out Jess Heron. I just followed you on Instagram. Like. <laughs> hours before this when I was doing my little research so I just want you to know that I have a big fat lesbian crush on you well creator crush we should have a creator crush that would be such a sweet segment or like during the week I'll write a creator crush yeah oh that'd be a cute that sounds pose. great yeah wow. you should you should follow them on Ooh. from our social media <laughs> not your yes. social media so i'll do that for jess right now <laughs> jess welcome to the chaos welcome to the chaos jess we're so happy to have you um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i you know you talk about sports comics and i'm like yeah bro this sounds so cool and i and i do like i read the i just read the first episode like the art is super cool like the first episode there was like no dialogue like that's like such a great way to start a comic i think is when it's just like really action-based and then it's like dun 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 you know something happened um Mm -hmm. just based off of like facial expressions and stuff so um you know, I'll add it to like the list of sports dramas that you want me to read that I just haven't. Well, you also did sports for I also so did sports long. for so long. And, and I, I did not. I don't want to say like, I don't know, like I love playing sports, but I'm also wildly tired of sports. And like, if I'm not playing it, I don't necessarily need to be like watching it or I reading mean. about it. Or, yeah. I mean, speaking uh, of gay sport, I still want to play gay volleyball. Like, that's still something that's going to happen probably when I start classes. So I don't, like, rip my hair out from school things. Yeah. But, like, uh, I could not play gay basketball. Too sorry, much. Running. It's it's so funny. 
so for reference when she says gay volleyball there's a gay league in austin that she's going to join <laughs> it's right. not there's not like a different way to play the game if you're gay it's like same rules apply there's just more true. gay people on the court thanks um, for translating all the straights oh my god that's so funny <laughs> i was just like because it's funny because i was like maybe i'll join like a gay kickball league or something like i don't know good um, make some gay friends i need more gay pals yeah we're so much funnier way funnier way funnier um one of my coworkers, they are the two of us just kind of like every once in a while we'll go on like a straight bashing session which is really funny because i'm like in a straight relationship right now <laughs> uh, i guess it's not straight because i'm in it but yeah it's technically not straight because i'm in it but um every once in a while we'll be like uh stray couples are so gross and then it's like well i am dating a man so <laughs> i don't know um yeah but every once in a while we will make a joke and it's like oh this is funny um and i don't know if it's funny to everyone but it's funny to us um yeah, i keep only find myself crying laughing when i was sam and not so much when i was yeah yeah that's and kelly shout out kelly yeah and i can't say it sorry vanessa and brandon by a couple oh yeah yeah shout out trying out all these friends none of them are patrons but we're all trying to get money i know they support in other ways well that's not true gaps and her partner listens one of my being said ways that you can support us that aren't monetary is rating us on spotify just give us five stars on spotify and that actually is a huge help that's actually a big push that we're hoping that all of our listeners who listen could like us on spotify because that will allow us to show up in searches when people are like I'm interested in a webtoon comic or I'm interested in a comedy com or webtoon podcast or a comedy podcast. Like it'll allow us to be in the search results. So like subscribe, wow. that wow. is something like really huge that you can do for us. That's not monetary. You can also like and share our stuff on Facebook and Instagram. That'll help us too. So listen, listen, first things first. If you don't want to do anything other than listen, that's fine. But those are two things that you can do that don't require money that you can help us out with. Um, and we'll continue to give you semi-regular content to soothe your earballs. Yeah. You can find us everywhere at HRF time. HRF time. <laughs> I couldn't tell if the pause was you couldn't remember it or if you were just like pausing for dramatic effect. No, um, it's the at, at you know, the is. The at. You can find us at, at HRF time. Yeah. On Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. Um, we also, you, if you like really want some merch, you can go to zazzle.com slash HRF time and you will find oh. um, mugs, shirts, and sweatshirts. Um, I will post a picture of Max in one of our shirts. He's looking pretty fly in it. And I will <laughs> Shout also... out to Max the model. Max the model. I told oh. him I wouldn't post his face unless he wanted it posted. So you guys might not actually get to see Max's face. Um, <laughs> but but we'll, we'll, we'll post some model pictures of um, the shirts for you. Um, yeah sorry for cutting this a little short it's 
late for you. I am tired because it's Friday at 8 p.m. So, you know, we're just going to talk about Greece and Girl, we don't even have to. We can call it a night. We're adults in this podcast. We make the fucking rules. That's what we did. So, you know, find us wherever you want to find us at HRF time. And please, like, rate and follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts because that'll make it easier for us to to stick around and find other nerds to join us um on that note bye bye